when I heard that the man actually uh, stepped on the one who uh, should have checked this person's background and he stepped on now finally I like that idea because you have no idea and I don't nobody does how many people are living in Canada free and living a beautiful life after what they have done during the war that's the voice of Holocaust survivor Eva who we spoke with a little bit earlier one of our very last Holocaust survivors uh, she survived the labor camps in Budapest that would see most of her family killed and then along with her parents who survived the labor camps got to Canada with fake papers and so now she spends her days teaching kids about the horror that she never wants anyone to forget and so for her to watch a Nazi criminal honored in Parliament is a very tough pill to swallow and I'm sure she'll take an apology Jewish groups will take an apology. Uh, that's a start. But what a lot of Jews and Jewish groups are asking for, they want the unredacted files related to the Duchenne Commission. They want those released. And this is an investigation held in 1985. It looks into claims that Canada's a haven for Nazi war criminals. And so, you know, Christian Freeland was asked, will your government reopen an investigation into Nazi war criminals living in this country, of which we have many, up to 5,000? Thousands, you know, and her her non-answer, I think, uh, tells us what we need to know. Michael Levitt, president and CEO of Friends of Simon Wiesenthal Center, joining us now. Good to have you, Michael. Good morning, Alex, and and what an inspirational inspirational way to start hearing Eva Mizell's voice. As, as yeah. you mentioned, she's a Holocaust survivor that works um, often with our center, delivering. Holocaust educations about the dark lessons of that chapter. And boy, I wish more of us had had that, uh, those lessons in advance of what took place in the House of Commons on Friday. It might have saved what has become an utter embarrassment in Canada and globally. Yeah, and, and a few good history lessons on, on who the Allies were and, and not. And, and you That's know, right. you can't put the toothpaste back in this too, but certainly... No. I think a lot of people are getting a history lesson, but also I think a lot of Canadians surprised to learn of our, our past uh, when it comes to Jews trying to leave and, and flee uh, Hitler and, and and how they were treated and the fact you know we said no to Jews, but we let all these, these war criminals in. Um, and so here we are. The big story obviously out of Ottawa today is will the Prime Minister apologize? Frankly, I think it's too little too late, but uh, is an apology enough for you at this point or is it should it have already been delivered? I think it's very important to uh, to hear the Prime Minister uh, on the floor of the House. I, I, it's Prime Minister question period today. Um, reflect on the harm done um, to Jews, to other victims of the Nazis, uh, and I'm I'm hoping that we're you know that we're that we're going to get that reflection because I think reflecting on the harm caused is the first start to some of the healing that needs to be done. It was the right thing. Listen, I know Anthony Rhoda. He's a good and decent man. I sat in Parliament with him for years. Um, but he had, you know, some, some mistakes are irredeemable. And uh, it was untenable for him to remain in the Speaker's position. He sure. did the right thing yesterday. We had called for it at Friends of Simon Wiesenthal Centre. So that was the right move. And I think we were hearing by yesterday all the opposition parties 
um, and a number of uh, uh, members of uh, the government and, and the Liberal caucus calling for the same thing. So that's happened. Um, I think we've also asked that there be um, a, a, a public hearing uh, through the Parliamentary Procedure and House Affairs Committee, PROC, um, to look at the existing um, protocols as it relates to um, guests on the Hill vetting how did this happen and how can it never, ever happen again. Um, and I think the final piece of this can be, uh, a, you know, a reflection on the harm caused uh, so that we can start the healing. That's, that's sort of where I'm at on this. Yeah. And, you know, we'll get all the lip service, we'll get the spin, because that's what politicians do. But, you know, what is your real concern about, uh, you know, on one side of this? Yeah, now Canadians have an awareness that we have a lot of Nazis that spend a lot of time in this country living very peaceful lives, um, you know, not having to pay the price for their crimes. And and that this government, and not just this government, but many governments uh, since, since World War II were... <sighs> You know, they were able to just turn away and, and not do anything. I mean, the Mulroney government put legislation in that, that would have allowed our courts to prosecute these criminals, and yet n there's been no will to do it. Uh, Prime Minister Trudeau Sr. even said, you know, didn't want to anger the um, diaspora communities here of these Eastern European nations. And, and so is it voting that just has – is the inaction to this? Like, how could Canada be so neglectful to following through? This, this is – such a good question, Alex, and one which, again, goes back decades and generations, right back into the, the, the period after World War II, um, the, you know, the late 30s, early 40s, when our immigration officials of the time made the decision um, to uh, allow members of the Waffen-SS, the Galicia, um, these types of units into Canada um, they were, it was sort of an anti-communist lens that seemed to be taking hold that allowed them to come in, have safe haven. Y you said it, as Jews were being turned away, as the victims were being turned yeah. away, and those that survived were being turned away, we became a safe haven for thousands. The number that's bandied about is, is 2,000 from kind of the Waffen-SS and, and, and these, uh, and these uh, 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 Nazi units. Um, but nobody knows. And, and uh, you, you've referenced the Duchesne Commission. And uh, we, we are still waiting um, to get full access to the, you know, the, the uh, unredacted um, uh, details of that commission, uh, the, the names, the numbers. We, you know, we, we don't know how many are still in Canada. I think Eva made reference to it. We've no idea. And just, you know, the, the happenstance of this all being brought to light because, and I want you to think about how emboldened Mr. Hunka and his family must have felt to not only want to come up to Parliament Hill, to sit in the gallery among dignitaries, world leaders, our government, our head of government, MPs from around the country, but to stand up and, you know, give a little pump, uh, you know, when, when being recognized. That is a result of decades of our policy which has obviously created such safe, you know, such comfort um, for these individuals, um, who many of whom have blood on their hands. And we've created the, the, uh, the security and the safety for them in their old age, something that their victims never, ever got. Their victims didn't get to enjoy their old age in Canada or wherever they were. And yet 
this individual felt comfortable standing up in our, you know, one of our most sacred institutions, the House of Commons, and taking a, a bow for the crowd. Yeah, it is something. And I know, you know, Simon Wiesenthal certainly rounded up, uh, you know, he hunted for Nazis and handed that information to governments. But also, you know, I had uh, Steve Rambam on the show this morning. He minces no words that this was a very dirty secret open out in the open. He, do, he does say, you know, he, he does blame Jews for being um, inactive on this and not fighting more. Uh, you know, there's not that many Jews in the world in total, Michael. You know that uh, there's what, 15, 16 million in the world. And and are Jewish people too uh, polite about this? If they and again, I, I listened to him when he said that. And I thought, well, even if they did make a lot of noise, I don't think it would have changed anything. I, I mean, there's got to be a will to prosecute these kinds of crimes, and, and there just hasn't been. Um, but but, do you think this is a turning point? I, I do, and I think that's a wrong-headed statement from uh, Mr. Rambam. If we're being honest. Uh, Simon Wiesenthal, the namesake of the organization that I represent and, you know, the uh, the quintessential Nazi hunter in his latter years of life, when he was traveling the world, um, you know, working on these files uh, and speaking out publicly, actually refused to step foot in Canada. It's a fact. He refused to step foot in Canada because he was so angered and disappointed um, by our policies Uh, Our lax policies, our complete lack of any sort of will or intent to uh, hold these individuals accountable and and, and seek to to prosecute them. Um, But but you asked the question, is this a turning point? You know, my answer, Alex, I hope so. I hope this is an awakening um, to the fact that individuals like Mr. Hunka still reside, live in Canada um, many of them may not have a lot of time left. And, you know, I've, I've been asked the question um, over the last couple of days, well, you know, he's an old man. Um, I used to get asked that about Helmut Oberlander, who managed to stall out the immigration system and, you know, uh, 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 procedure after procedure, legal maneuver after maneuver to avoid any sort of accountability for his actions. Um, he died an old man in Canada, yeah. uh, at least in his case, he was, uh, you know, he was uh, under the um, uh, under different uh, judicial orders uh, over that time. But we still never got any accountability for it. But my yeah. answer is it is never too late. It is never too late for the you know, until the last individual with blood on their hands and complicity serving in these units is. Um, held accountable, it will never be too late. And age is not an excuse, not at all. As I said before, their victims never got to grow old, never got to enjoy their kids and their grandkids and how many of them would have great grandkids now. We know the tremendous legacy of loss that the Jewish community has experienced in the aftermath of the Holocaust, the millions and millions that were wiped out and the millions more that never got an opportunity to be brought into this world. And from my point of view, it's never too late, Alex. Yeah, it's never too late. And there are no buts when it comes to this issue. We'll talk again, Michael. Appreciate your time. We'll see what the day brings. Thanks so much, Alex. Appreciate you having me on. Always Michael Levitt, President and CEO of Friends of Simon Wiesenthal Center.